200 metres. Cully are up on the inside of Dr. Schultz, but here comes Stonefield. Blue Army coming with it at the 100 metres. Stonefield swept up, took the front. Blue Army goes with it, but it's Stonefield winning by a neck. Welcome to Bet Doctor, a behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate, sponsored by Top Sport and punningform.com.au, trusted and used by professionals. DK, join me. How are you, mate? Yeah, we're up and about, mate. We're. uh... Money bags. I'm hit, hit, call the target, you. hit the target a few times lately. Took a, taken a few shots at goal and have gone straight through the well, not straight through the middle. A couple of them have, but <laughs> a couple of them just snuck in the post. But no, it's been a good little trot the last week or two, mate. Big big week. How are you going, Nico? Well, I've taken a sh- few shots at goal and uh, kicked them all out in the full. <laughs> yeah, <I'll see> <laughs> so yeah, I'm the complete opposite <laughs> side there. Peaks and troughs, mate. We know this caper. Exactly. What about uh, on course? Are we any closer to getting you on course, Nico? No, sounds like millions. Uh, sort of the last few updates we got. Not Caulfield this Saturday. Maybe Soundown Wednesday. I think definitely Flemington yeah, yeah. next Saturday. Uh, yeah, very disappointing given that we've got crowds at the footy and all those sort of things. So, um, yeah, disappointing, but... What do you do? You Three, just got to go 300 with it. indoor yeah. and then 1,000 outdoor. Which is 300 indoor is the um, capacity for restaurants. They, they put them in the same capacity as restaurants. And Ridiculous. Hospitality. Well, the government haven't done any favours, but it, I don't know. Uh, MRC trying to lobby for something bigger to well, make a bit, of a, a bit of a stance here to try and open up further? Because otherwise it doesn't make sense. You just take what you get and try to put the show on for the, the diehards and people like Nico and other people, like industry people that need to be there and pay money as owners or as members. And some people at the track's better than nothing, I would have thought. Yeah, well, three three hundred indoors is you can see why they needed it to be three thousand. Mm. You know, Can't they said if it was somewhere around, if it was two thousand, if they give them some sort of fat on the bay, you know what Josh and those guys they they'd be they're they're they're, they're members. They're the biggest members. They love their members. Mm. First thing you want to do is look after their members and get them there. You see, three hundred. What can you do? You know, you can't. Mm. So, what about um, like skeleton, like the like the country country race meets? Still too hard because more than they just get more than the the thirteen hundred that want to go, do they? Yeah, I, I'm not one hundred percent sure on sort of what the full story was there, but you'd have to think with them not opening up that you know if they're going to have three hundred people there, they're really going to run at a loss for the day, oh. I'd imagine. So that's probably the full reason why they're not opening up. I'd sort of assume at the moment, but uh, hopefully, sort of in the next few weeks, that can change, and then they can sort of potentially get like the talk of that they're going to get two thousand though, like to a June meeting at Caulfield? Mm. Like, isn't that a bit over the top, yeah, I would have thought? Yeah. And then, I mean, if it had been summer, like if they can have a 1,000 outdoors, a 1,000, you know, but it's still, that's that's the rules for racing. Um, in summer, they probably say, oh, we might, might give that a run because we can do stuff outside. Yeah, not exactly. not, in, the, not in the middle of winter. Even if you advertise how many you're allowed, I think a lot would be turned away thinking, oh, well, I won't even bother because there's so, there's, there's not many spots. No, they just bail yeah, to their members They'd first in, first served. and. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think the problem is the, the seating arrangement. So, like, the footy you go <laughs> what about, what, and, and you have a seat. So then I think that's something that they've talked about the whole time going it, to the that's races. That's the only thing it must be because you yep. saw how they herded them all into the, uh, the, yeah. the cattery the other week. Mm. They herded them all into that same section. So you're right, just be crowded in together just as long as we know what seat you're in and who you are. Yeah, exactly. You know? So I think that's the sort of main issue is that getting the 300. So yeah. Just shows you've got zero 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 point oh one percent of catching it. At the footy or outdoors at a venue like that, yeah, that's that's they just want to know. If, it's just for all for the contact tracing and stuff. Mm. I think the out, the outdoor spread so minimal. I think they've just balls. But it just up. checking. I mean, that's what I think. Now everyone's used to checking in and stuff. I mean, as long as they know, 
you check in. They get the, they would have had people, marshals and everything at Caulfield, checking people in, go to your areas, check in, make sure we know who you are, where you are. Why, why can't they run it, you know? Well, when we went to the races, it was like a military operation to it get was. up to the dining room. Like they, They've had it absolutely covered. There's yeah. been no spread and the, at the, the races that I've ever heard of. Got and so, you didn't walk to the toilet with your mask on. The, 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 the lady they're was up, there yeah. up you, you know? Exactly. Like so, they were at us at the bloody railway the other day. 100%. So we just have all these COVID yeah. things in place and then we're not even trusted by the government. We, it feels like we're getting treated by like exactly. primary school And we've got it really, really well in place. You know, Sydney are just catching up with all the... With mm. QR codes because they've had a good run. We've been through this crap. Mm. So now everyone's well, well drilled. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Speaking of uh, Sydney, I noticed in the press they're going to push forward to uh, 10 race cards on Saturday. So it like seems it. that, oh, well, I suppose if they're mm. on and you've got yeah, prime time yeah. and you've got all the focus, that works. But what about midweek? The but, midweeks are all right. I like, well, I like we had, the had six, race, six race cards yesterday at Canterbury, and then I look at Kembla today. There's well, only six not, races there right, again, right. and they can barely get ten horses in a field. Yeah, like you can't just fix the Saturday meeting and then just leave all the rest of the. Mm. Oh, I'm just thinking it's overarching. I was just comparing it. If they did it down here, you know, mm. I don't really care about what happens up there. But I, I like the idea of ten race cards on Saturday. It's it's the peak time. People are punting. You know, they're settled in for the day, and I don't mind peeling it back a race or two on a Wednesday. Uh, Nico probably more more about you, know, you go there. Um, but I think it's probably maybe a seven race card on a Wednesday, maybe an earlier finish or something like that is probably the probably sounds right. I mean, I, I, and add another. I like ten race cards on Saturday. And we know in Hong Kong and Singapore, you know, they it's all about wagering. The capitalise on the wagering. They they put on ten or twelve race cards. You know, I think the problem with ten race cards is well, we get them in the spring, but you know, when you're starting at twelve o'clock and you're not finishing till five thirty, those kinds of things, it does make for a very very long day on track. But um, look, obviously they're there's enough to say that the turnover is going to sort of make up for that and they're probably playing that angle. It just depends what they run. If they run 10 races and two highways, what's the sort of point there? Maybe the highways sort of get a bit more interesting. Well, there's always a couple of participants' races on most cards anyway. You've got yeah. the two-year-old unraced always race one or something that's mm. that's got no pun, no really wagering interest for a lot of people. So you run that. That's basically – so that brings it back to nine races. If they run a probably a, a stay as, you know, restricted race or something somewhere around, you know, that's – so, I mean – Generally, there's probably eight quality races anyway. You can only you can sink on. your teeth into. Mm. Yeah, fair call too. We might uh, but, get but, Walt, Walt's perspective on what's happening up in Sydney if he's allowed to talk about <laughs> it. He might uh, might get arrested over commenting. Well, you look at Victoria. We could nearly like dead set. Like today at Maui could have been ten races. Like the amount of emergencies we've got in a lot of races at the moment. You could run ten race Absol- cards absolutely. four days mm. of the week. Absolutely, here. absolutely. They're, 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 they're never seen like it must just be in recent times. Like five and six emergencies. In each race. Same thing at Caulfield on Saturday, yeah, like race number three or race number four, I think it is. They got six emergencies. Um, a lot of a lot of horses want to run on the turf at the moment. Mm. But then, then, but like I having said that, at um, earlier in the week, there's fifty. I know a lot of them are emergencies, but there's still a lot of scratchings of horses who are accepted. Mm. There was fifty something scratchings at well, maybe Bendigo, or one of those Ballarat or somewhere. Anyway. Another thing that uh, caught my eye is uh, this emergence of micro shares and these syndicates that. Try and uh, syndicate out 20% of this horse and it just looks like hidden within the T's and C's and there just seems to be a lot of hidden costs and how much you're really paying for that horse, taking these 0.001 or percent shares. It's It's got a bit of a whiff about it for mine and the real syndicators that actually syndicate horses properly, oh, I'm surprised there's not more blowback from them. What do you think, DK? Well, I, I never hadn't thought about it until I saw some stuff on social media yesterday and then mm. you mentioned about it, we might chat about it here. So I just had a quick look and, yeah, I had some alarm bells are ringing there. Just I mean, the stuff I I was seeing on there about costs and 
profit margins and things like that. And the syndicators we have got, and we'll kick up, we're, we're, you know, roll the dice of friends of earth. I know Brad Spicer and know Wiley Dalziel, and I know a lot of the syndicators, and they've done a great job mm. building clientels, being um, transparent yep. and honest, and here's the price we paid for it, here's the markups, this is what you're paying for it, this and that, really open and honest. So, um, yeah, there's a few alarm bells ringing there to me, Scoot, when I just read that, so I have to probably look more into it. But, um, yeah, it looks what like there's think, an Nico? emergence. Um, look, sort of looking into it, it kind of looks like if you're going into one of these sort of newer opportunities that come up with those syndications and you're taking, I don't know, 0.1% or something like that and they're, I suppose their angle's trying to make racing affordable, I think you're, you're paying for more the experience, aren't mm. you? Like, I think the angle would be get these people in, they get a full ownership experience for a very cheap cost. Yes, they're probably going to make anything out of it, but... I, th- I think the one positive you might be able to take out of it, if you've got 0.5% of a horse, you're probably going to back it if mm. it runs, aren't you? So maybe there's sort of an angle there. I think the definite angle is that there, you know, you get all the owner updates, you get all those things, and you don't get have to get invited pay. to functions and things exactly. like that. So race days and I can whatnot. see their angle. Um, whether I'd sort of get involved, no, but I don't think it's marketed to anyone that has an idea about the sport mm. um, then, at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I think it's marketed they, to people who I, just I think maybe new. that's why the racing... The jurisdictions probably embrace a bit. They want anything to bring new people in, mm. um, and they're they're doing the marketing. But just let's let's hope it doesn't just um, come down, crash and burn, or, or something. Anyway, definitely. Uh, if you're thinking about it, make sure you uh, you do the maths in your head and write it down on a piece of paper and uh, have a good look at the T's and C's because um, yeah, it's definitely something that uh, requires a deeper look before you uh, sign the dotted line. Now, having a look at your run in the last couple of months, DK, you mm. have been absolutely airborne. You're hitting it about, or your strike rate is about 51.5%, and you've, uh, you've got the bank. We'll just put it up on screen now. I think you're at sitting around 19.25 units profit there, 30. and then uh, now you're up to about 31.8. So yeah. I think you've hit about uh, 12 out of 23 there, and Stonefield yesterday, and the market's just absolutely all over. Well, we, that was good. We pushed the button, and uh, within a couple of minutes, the price has gone. Stonefield was 340 oh. to 225. Uh, that, that'll see. You could probably see in the last when we've changed. There's a couple of middle pinners there that missed the place for me. That hurt and that stung. And I just had a, another reassessment about tipping at that price point. You know, half chances and things like that. So sort of sort of concentrated in the last sort of probably two weeks, bit bit to the price point sure in the market. And then people, even if they miss the very top price, we can miss it. Like if you miss the. Three fifty or whatever Stonefield, you can still come in at the three dollars, and I've recorded mm. it at three dollars. There's some deductions. I've recorded a lot of those at what's called achievable odds, so it's not you know not the real top price. I know everyone can't get on the top price, but I had a mate yesterday said oh, I've got three ten Stonefield. I said that's fine, mate. It'll be mm. fine. The SP will just depend on how much they back the Jamie Carmick price first start. I said, but mm. I expect it to run shorter, and he was happy. He ran after the race beautiful, it ran shorter, and a lot of people. We got a, a message the other day from someone. Someone said. Um, it's great how they're shortening in the market. And that's what I like. I, I think with right the score, I mean, whatever happened with right the score, thank God it won. But mm. it was 230 to 160. Now, whatever happens, you're happy with your ticket. Yeah, all you know, time. win, lose yep. or draw, you're in a great position. And people, I think they appreciate that. So even if they, we've had a good little trot there, but even if one or two of those, like right the score could have easily got beat. Mm. But um, it was a great, what do you do? It would have been beat only through bad luck. It was a great ticket to be holding. Mm. Um, Stonefield got there. He's going good, that horse, Stonefield. A lot of people might have potted him because he was numb from 10, but um, he's uh, he may as well have been numb from, three, numb from two, that horse, because he's a different horse since they freshened him up. Yeah, we were in the office yesterday and the market sort of started to uh, go after it a bit. I saw 280 a little bit of $3 uh, on the exchange. And that's um, why the second horse, the, mm. the other favourite, had a good home. Mm. It was Jamie Carr. It was going to go forward and all this, and it ran, as the market said, it would. It ran really well. Mm. So, But you had to take, you know... I'd, 
I um I'd, I'd been waiting for Stonefield. I dodged him a few times. He had a lot of short SPs, and I swerved him, and I dodged him. And um, then I backed him at Sale um, myself, but I didn't tip him because I wasn't totally convinced about him. He was number one then, and when he was unlucky, there was at all. He got beat the t- next start will be the day. So um, we got we, we got him right. Panned out perfectly. Mm. So yeah, DK's uh, subs will review yeah, jump for on. July yeah. so we're going shortly, off. and uh, can't wait uh, for him to start launching because yeah, it's not far till uh, the good horses start to come back. Nico, it'll uh, July will fly by, and oh, August, and, and then can, we're into we the series stuff. So there's going to be so many good horses. Uh, August resume. September's normally yeah, good Phil. time for young horses. Well, so. August September for maidens, especially like. Those provincial meetings, like provincial Saturday, and those kind of meetings, and you get you get a lot of the good jockeys also right at those cards. Mm. So well, it's you get a few fun. sort of that's bites another of the thing cherry. that's changed recently. Now with the COVID and everything, now Mark Zara was always away this time of year, surfing Ooh, in Bali yeah. or going to the US to all the bloody sports, and then he's there riding a treble mm. on the synthetic on Tuesday. <laughs> you know, and look at look at him; he's got the good rides on the weekend and everything. Like, and B Mellum's back. He's so B Mellum's. Oh, I got to get back in. I got to work my ass off. These blokes. Who, might go to the provincial for one odds-on chance of the maidens are there having four and five rides, get trying to get going. That's his D Lane going to Wangaratta on a Monday, Monday and things like Brandly, that. A lot yeah. of things have changed, which is good for the punters. We love the good jockeys. So um, yeah, so things have changed there too. So mm. always, always little things changing, <laughs> which you always got to reassess and you know things like yep. that. You know. Yeah, we saw a uh, jumps jockey have his first ride and a first win at Adelaide, and we're going to talk about Milfordville this week. We've got uh, Beat the Bagman. Shane Adair is back from a hiatus. He's uh, he's off a big buy. He's had a couple of weeks off freshen, and uh, Johnny Kelton's a little bit Trying on. to protect his record coming yeah, up at the end he, of the BOG. He only comes on when he's absolutely red hot. Uh, Nico's going to have a look at Caulfield. He's got one in the opener there, and then Johnny Walter, two from two last week. I tell you what, he's breathing down Beat the, Bags, beat the Bagman's neck, and so he's going to have a look at Randwick this week. Uh, punningform.com.au are one of our major sponsors. For two ninety seven per month, you can get the sectional pro form. They've got the uh, the lane and the bias analysis with the jockey and trainer stats. DK loves it. So does Nico. And it, uh, I've been using it for probably two or three years, and it definitely changed my uh, yeah. punting journey trajectory yeah. by a mile. And just while you're there, Scott, just give a shout-out to a loyal listener, ex-bookie Kevin Sabre. Oh, yeah. Kev, he's in, hospital. he's in hospital. Yeah, he's oh, in no hospital. Good. He's had a little bit of issues with his asthma and that, so no, he listens every week. So uh, all the best, Kev. Hope you get well soon. Yeah, and a uh, big get well from me too, Kev. I'm sure you'll uh, push your way through that. No worries. We'll take a little bit of a break, and uh, we'll talk Adelaide next with Shane Adair. Welcome back to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK, the man with a golden gun, in studio with me. And Nico <laughs> Noonan here as well. He's hamming it up. And uh, another man that can ham it up is too is Beat the Bagman, who's winning the uh, the Bet Doctor Brownlow, the unofficial Brownlow. But uh, Johnny Walter's gone two from two again in Sydney, so he's breathing down his neck. So up pops Shane Adair again to defend his lead. How are you, mate? Good, guys. Yeah, I'm being trained like a European star at the moment, just having about that uh, 60 days between. Between runs and uh, I need winners. Walter's kicking and uh, I need to find something at Morfordville on Saturday. Mm, we might have to put a little uh, of rule cap in. You know when you used to trade players in the, the twos and local footy and the ones and you had to play a certain amount of games and you couldn't play up or down. We might have to put some qualifications to win the Brownlow. You can't just have five weeks off. You have to have some qualifying uh, matches there. You can't just come on when you got more. I only like something. This week, you know, I mean, I, I You're allowed to loser. <laughs> ah, very good. Uh, so, pr- protect, protect the product, Scoot. You know what it's about. <laughs> Mate, 
They're uh, absolutely on fire, so long may it continue. Let's have a look at the racing back at Morfordville this week. I think uh, I'm loving betting on Murray Bridge. I mean, I've been betting more Adelaide stuff than... Standalone Saturday. Yeah, I'm loving the track there. It's uh, it's great betting, but uh, I think Morfordville's doing a great job. And let's have a look at race eight there, odds courtesy of Top Sport. It's the Little Birdie Handicap over 1,200 metres. Ambi is 5.50 into 4.60. Lakes Folly, $5. Little Hank, 7. Frankie Pilot, 8. Ring Fort, 8.50. K Siri has been the mover here. 14 into 9, Picago 10, and Array of Sunshine $11. And we're going to have a look at uh, Lakes Folly and its last start. Talk us through it, Bagman. Yeah, this is a, uh, I guess, a Victorian. You guys would have seen it over there uh, a few Friedman. times. Sort of. Uh, yeah, it was a, a little bit of a non winner tag attached to it. It's arrived at the Michael Hickmont yard at one first up. Um, for his stable this day, uh, look, probably was on the wrong part of the track and maybe ridden a touch too close, but was strong to the line behind Angerston, was since been spelled. But I think the key to this horse today is the conditions. We're on a heavy eight as we go to air. There's more rain falling this morning and there'll be rain again on Friday. So I think it'll be at least a heavy eight. This horse is an absolute swimmer. It gets... Barry 11, Jess Eaton needs winners because Todd Panel's breathing right down her neck for the premiership. Philip Stokes is breathing down Michael Hickmont's neck for the trainer's premiership. They've got Lido Beach, the top weight there, which is hasn't got a rider at the moment. So I'm thinking they could potentially scratch and they're setting this one up for Lakes Folly, who uh, will like the conditions. Hopefully we'll get to the right part of the track out wide come race eight. And I think it makes a very good each way bet around that five dollar mark. Hmm. Undefeated first up and bar eleven seems I, to suit. I know. So I just saw its last win. That's the first thing I saw. Its last win was first up at the Morfordville twelve hundred. Mm. You know. So um, yeah, no, that's it. I want to go back. A, if you go back yeah. a few starts too, there's um, last time it raced over this track and trip. It actually ran half a length to a horse behind Ironclad, which uh, I saw that went to Melbourne and is, is probably John going Kelp. to uh, take over the world in the spring. Some of the good guys in that ownership, aren't they? There's a few mm. of the boys in that. So, yeah, Matty Barker, Johnny Matty Kelton. Barker. Yeah. <laughs> They're talking Cox Plate. The blokes who need the cash. <laughs> he's put, the poor, poor old Matty Barker's moved to Texas, so I don't know how he's going to get back to what? the Cox Plate. Yeah, he's going to trade cricket from uh, Texas. A, bird, a bird's got him over to uh, the state. Oh, is he? So the cricket yeah, trader, super trader, has gone across. And finally, it's just Murphy's Law, isn't it? You finally get a horse that's going to start dominating wind racing and he, everywhere. And then <laughs> next thing you know, you find a bird and you get shipped across the other Maddie side of the world. Good, Unbelievable. Um, so that's a yeah, really strong form re- reference. Iron Club, we saw what it did. did uh, at Bendigo, I think the standalone day yeah, came I over was, an absolute blitz with Jake Owen. I was actually there on track that day, and uh, gee, he was something to look at in the yard. Ironclad, uh, they're definitely going to have a bit of fun with him in the spring. Uh, I remember when Lakes Folly actually won his maiden DK at Wangaratta, I'm pretty sure it was, it was on a yeah, that was, heavy track. Yeah, and it rated well that race from memory. He was going to be the, the second coming there yeah. for a while, Lakes Folly. <laughs> he hasn't sort of gone on with that. I but um, with a few of those um, Friedman trained maidens, yeah, so mm. sometimes they don't go on. Wet track, definitely uh, a, a big tick for him, for sure. Um, what about K-Siri here, the one that they've backed in the market? $14 into nine, anything there, Bagman? From, uh, look, from I've got a market a little bit longer than uh, what is currently on offer. The move for that, and there's also a move for Ambidazzle as well in that event. So um, I think uh, those two are definitely short enough in the market, I think. Thought Lakes Folly will start shorter than the $5 that is currently on offer through Top Sports. So I think maybe a one-by-three bet on Lakes Folly would be the way to go. Oh, just playing tough and hard there. One-by-three at the five bucks. Benny Asgari play. Yeah. <laughs> um, Frankie Pino there's Bagman. <laughs> Can I ask you about him? Frankie Pino. I knew him when he was over here. I didn't get any money out of him 
because he was started at $1.60 or something when he won his maiden over there. But he's um, he's always sort of taken my eye, that horse. He might need this, but um, what do you think? Yeah, I agree, DK. I think he's, it'll be definitely better for the run. Look, I, I think when you're looking at the heavy track, you'll want a horse, A, that can either handle it well or B, is fit and down in the weights. Um, I think Lakes Folly fits that. I think Frankie Pino probably needs the run. So uh, I think one to follow maybe in the next uh, couple oh, of starts. Ex- pro- I, I expect a message from you from when the day's in his right race, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Don't leave him <laughs> Don't out. leave him <laughs> Got to get some money out of that horse. Oh, fantastic stuff. Let's have a look at uh, race nine. Bagman's just going to nail the last two races for you. So if you're on your knees late in the day, don't forget uh, about the Bagman's tips, that's for <laughs> sure. We've got uh, a couple of uh, familiar stables again at the top of the market. We've got the big goodbye, 380. His exclusive 440 into 390. We love it when the Clark and money lands. French Rock, $9. Champagne Affair, $10. Sitting Bull, $10. And Magic Phantom, $14. We're going to have a look at uh, the trial, the last 600 of uh, his exclusive in the Clark and Colours. Bagman. Yeah, this is uh, done on Monday at Balaclava. He's, uh, he's exclusive. He's leading there in those sort of dark green colours that Will Clark and sends him around in. Look, last start um, was that sent out $2.20 favourite out at Murray Bridge. It ran poorly. It did show up in the stewards report. We've seen the crossover noseband go on today and has since been forced to trial. And I thought it was quite impressive here on the vision. Todd panel... Had a uh, lap full of horse, didn't really let it go. And I think um, being an ex-New Zealander, lightly raced, he's uh, performed well on the heavy tracks in New Zealand. And those heavy tracks over there are about equivalent to a heavy 28 over here. <laughs> so uh, I think it can settle just behind the run. I think it can get out to that wider part of the track in the straight. Todd Panel, obviously, as I stated earlier, needs winners as well to uh, take that premiership. Will Clark and Yard is travelling well. I think uh, we can go one out in the last two legs of the quaddy, Lakes Folly, and he's exclusive, and uh, we'll be going home with the chocolates. Death, taxes, and Bagman tipping W. Clark, and like Dead said, just loves him. <laughs> loves W. You love Will Clark, and you love him. But he does train all the winners, so you he's got a good job. Yeah, sorry, you got to find the strikeway stables, DK, that's as you it. all know, right? That's the uh, same stables train the winners. Actually, I did see some um, – he's putting out some good social media stuff. He went up to uh, – came over to Adrian Corboy's place, who does, who's the big breaker in Victoria, does all Kieran Mars expensive yearlings and does all Will Clark and stuff. And Will was actually sitting on the horse, like actually just chatting away to him, um, like horseman to horseman. No. It was really good stuff, if anyone wants to see. Find off Will Clarkin's Twitter or Facebook or whatever. It was really good. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he's an absolute beauty of a bike. Uh, Swiss Ace is the uh, sorry of this one. I always giggle. Uh, that was uh, the, the fabulous quaddy that uh, I was at the races with Troy Little, the, the dog punter, and I left out Swiss Ace at I think it was 50 or 60 to 1. It cost us the quaddy that day, oh. and Troy Little's never forgiven me. Oh. I think he calls me Swiss Ace every time he talks. <laughs> <laughs> he just asks Well, you awesome. take about 10 horses and leave two out, and it was one yeah, of them. And I've gone off and back, and I said, I had it. He's like, well, you've left it out. <laughs> he never forgive me. It's paid an absolute fortune as well. But, uh, gee, it's a nice-looking horse that uh, he's exclusive. So, um, gee, they can find a tried horse, can't they, like no one else, the, the Clark and Yard. Yeah, no, no, he's yeah, no, good, good operation. Too good. What do we make of uh, Campbell Rewilla heading over to uh, South Australia, of course, back from New South Wales, come back to Victoria, he's sort of struggled to... Uh, find a bit of form, I'd, I'd sort not, of say. He did write a winner at Cranbourne on did Wednesday. yesterday, mm. to his credit. Um, he's not the only one to come back from... I mean, T. Stockdale hasn't exactly set the world on fire since he came back from his little it's, New South Wales sojourn, same scenario. And it's sort of like 
they were both flying before they left, yeah. and now they've come back. At, what a, I don't know, maybe, it, you know, I still remember sort of 10, 10 years ago, it was sort of all the rage to go up there and you learn and you get the, the better experience. But now with maybe the Victorian jockey ranks so um, competitive, like you just come back and lose all your connections. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. what it seems like. Yeah. Like Stockdale's had a really tough time sort of getting back into it. And, uh, yeah, definitely sort and of Campbell looks that way. Campbell the same. But he, um, I do like the fact that his ma- manager or someone's, Said, okay, we'll send you to Adelaide. He's got the three kilos. And I think Opperman and the other leading apprentices, Bagman will verify this, are down to two kilos now. So I think having that three kilos yep, at Campbell's is a, is a good good um, advertisement over there. And his manager seems to have got him some good rides. So hopefully he can kick off that because, um, yeah, because he, he spoke really well yesterday. He said he mm. has been struggling. Put himself in, yeah. Yeah, put himself in. Said, I've been struggling. And, um, you know, hopefully he can kick. Mm, but uh, yeah, we're going to go with uh, Jess Eaton and Todd Panel, who are uh, looking are at the uh, the puntingform.com data. Those stable combinations are just absolutely deadly. So deadly. Uh, Bagman, he uh, no, no no flies on him. He's uh, got it absolutely sorted. So let's uh, fingers crossed we can get uh, Lakes Folly and his exclusive over the line. What about COVID over there? Is there any restrictions, or is it just uh, open slather for getting on course there, Bagman? Yeah, I have heard about this COVID. Apparently, there's a bit of an issue around the world. Yes, yeah, it hasn't breached <laughs> South Australia, though. We're in the uh, the world's third most livable city. Um, yeah, things are good here, mate. There's no problems. All right, I'm going to clunk you now. Well, uh, good luck on the weekend, and uh, <laughs> let's kick these winners home. Excellent, guys. Enjoy the weekend. <laughs> Life's very good in Adelaide, COVID-free. And if you're having a bet this weekend, make sure you check out topsport.com.au. They've been in the game for 35 years. Bet with a bookmaker you can trust. It's uh, open slather from the get-go in Victoria. And you use the top-up, mate, the top-up. And the top-up's yeah, pretty the good top too. Up for everyone. I use it on your horses. Yeah. <laughs> they don't <laughs> That's like what it. my mate says. They said, I use me top-sport top-up. As soon as good. you get the DK. doesn't matter who you are, you get a top-up. You know. Yeah. So uh, all the other bookies pull that pull that buy buy It's true. Yeah, everyone gets their boost. Everyone can get a boost if you bet at Top Sport. doesn't matter who you are. Fantastic stuff. All right, we're going to have a break and uh, we'll put Nico through his paces at Caulfield. Welcome back to BetDoctor. I'm your host, Scoop. We've got TK and Nico, and it's time to tiptoe our way through Caulfield. There's going to be no crowds there, but uh, the punters will hold up the show yet again, as they have done all through COVID. And let's have a look at uh, race one, the top sport handicap over 1,100 metres. Jigsaw, $1.95. Vianello, $5.00. Vivian six fifty into six dollars. Uh, Dars Andermill nine fifty and Dusa eleven dollars. We're going to have a look at uh, the jump out of Jigsaw in the uh, the Sydney Alderson colours. Yeah, uh, no reinventing the wheel this week. Uh, tipping a few shorties, but he does look hard to beat here. Jigsaw. This is him in the jump out. He's currently second in the Alderson colours blue sleeves. Just doing his best work, sort of late in this heat. I'm pretty sure Mark Zara actually went to Cranbourne to ride him. Of what I could sort of gather. Thought this was pretty strong work. Uh, he's always been a good sort of trial jump out horse, but he's just doing that all under his own steam. There's like he's moving faultlessly in his action. Um, so I thought he ticked all the boxes there to suggest he's come back in uh, very good order. I didn't think this was a strong race um, at all. I thought there was probably only two chances. He was one. The other's probably Vivianne, who comes through that uh, strong form race at Flemington, I think will be behind Argentia, who was uh, very good. On debut, I think she's probably the danger at six dollars. I was happy to pen Vianello. Um, does have a sort of second to stay inside on the CV, but she looked a real get up and run to you. And I thought her recent trial sort of wasn't as good. I think Jigsaw's potentially hasn't improved, but I think he's definitely going to hold sort of what we saw from him in those early two-year-old days. Like he beat Artorius on his debut since coming out and won the Blue Diamond. He ran a really good race in the Blue Diamond Prelude, so. 
Um, I think everything sort of works out for him here. First up, 1,100 metres. Soft track, I don't think, will be an issue for him. I think it will actually suit him. Um, just looking for the way he got through the line in that jump out and even his uh, debut run at Geelong was on a soft. So, look, he ticks a lot of boxes. $1.95 is probably the right price. Um, if he drifts on the day, uh, probably even better, to be honest. If you're sort of getting two thirty, um, that's probably about where I'd look to chime in. Um, definitely a horse you can play through multis throughout the card, though. Yeah, so he's, a, well, he's a nice horse, this horse, and I think you're being a bit erring on the low side there, so he, he mightn't improve. I, I, I think he'll improve. improve. Second second prep, I think that was his first prep, you True. know. You know, he's just still learning it all, and um, I backed him at Caulfield. We were, there, we were at Caulfield that day, Scott, the day we got back on track, because mm. he flew he flew in his maiden at Geelong, and he was three wide, three wide, I think he, from memory he was three wide the trip that day, got beat by Animo. And General Bow. General Bowes. was a strong form race. Yeah. He ran so much quicker than the others, the other um, division of the Blue Diamond that day. So I think he's a really nice horse, this horse. I'm just saying why. I would have thought he'd be coming back for the spring. Why is he coming back now? So early. Yeah, so early. I mean, I wonder what uh, what she's got in mind, you know, and then what do you give him a little break and then bring him back for the spring or something? But no, he's a he's a, he's a a nice horse. And I know Darcy into Mill and a few of these through the country races. And, um, geez, you'd think he'd have a handle, he'd handle them pretty easily. So he's a pretty nice horse, this horse, I think. Yeah, he's could... been, what, 124 days off from the races. So he's probably out early, back early, is he? Yeah, like he's had uh, two jump outs leading into this. I imagine he's fairly sort of forward. Um, it does look like he's probably just here to win a race. I, I do think, sort of from what we saw from him early days, where he'd like get up on speed, like he led his maiden. I don't think we'll see that from him on Saturday. For what we saw in the jump no. outs, I think they'll take a sit from six. Which um, soft hands of Zara will help that. It could be a, it, looking at sort of the uh, the data that punting form sort of providing. It, it could be a day. It could be uh, advantageous to be nearer the rail. Uh, looking at sort of when the rail goes out twelve meters, uh, barriers what one two three go up fifteen percent. Um, with a profit on turnover of nearly 38%. Um, so win the rail in that position. So those low draws could be crucial there on Saturday. Um, maybe the sort of bigger teams and the syndicates look to find that early in the card and, you, you know, you're backing a horse like Jigsaw from six, you might um, potentially get a bit more of a price. Interestingly enough, I was there that day at Caulfield like you boys and I didn't have a huge opinion of Jigsaw sort of off his maiden win. I thought he had a bit of a PR. And then he came into the yard and I thought, well, you actually might be a bit of a horse. Um, he really sort of impressed me that day. So... I think at $1.95, I think he's only dangerous Vivian. Um, I'd be happy to sort of have a good bet on Jigsaw and maybe, you know, chop out half your stake on Vivian. I think one of them will win, and uh, I'd be happy to lay V and Allo, to be honest. Mm, and you can also get uh, Nico's mounting yard mail late, so you get his final thoughts. So he uh, he takes into account the punting form data, what he sees in the yard, and he also, uh, yeah, it's uh, the betting as well. Very, very good on the what happened. Yeah, what, the what happens uh, late in the betting too, because that Nico. can often tell the story. So Nico will be there assessing it. So race five is the next one we're going to have a look at. The top spot handicap, 1440 metres. We've got I'm Thunderstruck, 195 into $1.85. Imperial Hilton, $5. Divine Diosa, 12 And Rathlin, $14. We're going to have a look at uh, I'm Thunderstruck last start at sale. Nico. Yeah, went to sale. He opened sort of $1.30 in the betting and got out late to $1.60. Maybe because this was a very heavy track that day, but uh, posed him no issue uh, being by shocking and from uh, New Zealand originally, and he just absolutely ploughed through this ground. Mark Zara went to sale to ride him. It was pouring rain all day, and Zara was still there. Uh, he absolutely bolted in here. Mm. Uh, this was a very impressive win. Definitely had improvement to come from the yard, I thought, with the way he paraded. Just was a bit fresh. So I think just with that run sort of taking the edge off him there, there's no doubt this horse is a very smart horse. His debut sort of win here in Australia was very good. That last sort of 200-metre um, burst that he showed there, like he ran his last 211 seconds flat. 
and was sort of all over the place doing so. And then he went to the Autumn Stakes on the same day as Jigsaw, actually. And uh, a, brut- a, a brutally run Autumn Stakes, wasn't it? It was sixteen and a half lengths above benchmark yeah, to the yeah. six hundred. So for a horse absolutely his brutal. Second yeah. start, you know. And I think that that just kind of you could tell he sort of travelled into that race really strong. And then when it was something, you know, they, they really asked for the effort. There wasn't sort of much left yeah. in the locker. And the stable a, obviously thought, well, that's that's the end of him for this prep. But that, that, and that's the exact spot on right decision. If he's going to the paddock, put him in off that gut busting sort of run. Yeah. Don't don't worry about making him recover and come back in his first prep. And you see, well, they're probably reaping the benefits of it. What I'm saying, if they can improve in the second prep. He, he looks like he's back in, back better, you know, from what I just saw at sale. And um, yeah, so that's. Absolutely, he looks back in good order. That horse. I know he's sort of. Uh, I think he's a dollar eighty-five currently. He's a horse who, you know, you could probably take a horse like Jigsaw into I'm Thunderstruck okay. and really look to get I'm Thunderstruck running. Maybe if there's, you know, another horse in the day you're keen on the card early somewhere else. Uh, maybe Walt could be tipping something early. I know Bagman's sort of chiming in late, but I think this is a horse you really want to get running for you early because I don't think you'll start a dollar eighty-five. I think the syndicates will have a good look at him. Um, I personally think his right price is closer to a dollar sixty. He's got Imperial Hilton. He was pretty. He won easy. The I other think day. he's the only danger. Um, looking at sort of what he did the other day, went to Adelaide. It was a good win. Um, found a slowly run race there, which could be sort of the difference here. They could go a bit more fast early, which sort of he hasn't seen a lot in his career, especially sort of since he's come back this preparation, but. I think he's a danger. Um, not surprised to see him sort of $5. I think where the market percentage will come is they'll just gap the rest. Um, they don't look like they have the talent of the two of the, the, the two, um, you know, of the two favourites sort of runners. So, yeah, I'm Thunderstruck $1.85. I don't think they'll last. I'd be taking the early price. And, uh, yeah, I'd be happy to take down to a sort of a $1.65 would probably be my sort of rock bottom. But, yeah, he, he should just be winning. Mm. The autumn stakes form one there is that's the uh, the Amish boy form and Poland won that race. Mm. So mm. it's a brutal uh, race. We were, yeah, yeah, we were there. Those <laughs> they went hard. It's funny how that uh, sort of popped out. But uh, there, Nico's two bets there. So race one and five, he's uh, he's taking uh, the favourites there. And uh, the data that he keeps referencing is punningform.com.au. They've got uh, sectional time and benchmark data for Australia, Singapore and Hong Kong. So uh, you can sink your teeth into that. And uh, Shane Baker does tutorials. So if uh, you're struggling to uh, get your head around it, he'll uh, jump on the phone and uh, help you out. So make sure you try punningform.com.au today. We're going to take a short break and then... Uh, we're going to talk to Johnny Walter, absolutely red hot, two from two last week, and now we're going to have a look at Randwick. Welcome back to Bet Doctor, a behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host Scoot, We've got DK, Nico, Noonan. It's time to talk Sydney races with no one other than Johnny Walter. How are you, pal? Bit of the black plate moment, that. Fine, fine, fine. Cashed up. Last week. Two from two. Fill up. No compromise. 320. Stockman, oh, 480. How big, how He's big. blowing up, Walt. Give me the nice unders. You're, like, you're quoting 380 to everyone, then you give me 320. It's, the other one's SP, 9 to 2. You give me 480. You're just trimming me up everywhere. I think you're trying to bloody fix this brown low count. What is it? Uh, what do you call it? Achievable price. Achievable odds. Achievable, Achievable odds. odds. That's mate. how DK records his, yeah, his yeah. winners for his subs. Achievable odds. Achievable odds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That bloke now, what? was sending me. Sent me things up before. There's not big on achievable prices. Anyway, we move on. <laughs> what about Sydney uh, racing? They're going to go to uh, 10 race cards on Saturday. It's been mooted, but then you can only get, what, six race cards at Canterbury on a Wednesday. And I, I wake up this morning and Campbell's only got six races. What's going on with the midweek racing up there, Walt? 
Yeah, well, they're pushing hard. Like, uh, obviously, the uh, highway race has been really good, but it's you would argue that it's depleted country racing itself a little bit. But, it, you know, it's a good spectacle. And now they're introducing midways and other races on Saturdays to to pull horses away from probably the provincials and, and midweeks to Saturdays, and, and it's going to take its toll, isn't it? So what are you saying? They're just gutting country racing? Oh, well, the benchmark system's gutted country racing for mine. That it, it, like As soon as you've got a horse that's basically class two and it hasn't had 48 starts for those two wins, you know, you push to the provincials and then you win one at the provincials, you're basically in, in midweek in town. So it's all designed to push everyone to town and, and what we've got left in the country are uh, uh, races full of horses that have had um, a long careers with with not much uh, go, go their way. So... They're very difficult to work out, and and uh, city racing is obviously their main goal. But um, you know, winter time and and a lot of racing, you just got to run out of horses at some stage, and that's that's what it looks like's happened. Mm. Do I dare ask you what you think about uh, micro syndicates? We spoke about it early in the show, but they seem to be uh, popping up everywhere. You can uh, shoulder arms here, or you can uh, weigh in. Um, I, I've looked at a couple, and <laughs> and. Some of them are more daring than others. Obviously, there was one there that I was looking at. They sell two thousand odd shares or something, and it's and they they uh, preempt about six years worth of training uh, fees up front. Um, which you know I, I haven't read the PDS back to front. I had a quick look and couldn't find much about it. But you know I don't want to assume that the money goes to them if if something happens between now and then. But it just looks like the you know huge management fees. Mm. It's hard to it's hard to be in their corner, and I'm surprised that a number of the people who are aligning themselves with them. I know they've been successful overseas, some of these black people, but um, I don't think it does a, a lot of positive for racing. And um, you know, the horses they're coming into are quite expensive as well, and it's just it's a bit out of control. Prize money going up for me is, is probably. You know, not a, not a great positive in a lot of ways for racing, and and the affordability is one of them. And I'm not, th- I don't think micro shares are the answer, unless they're going to be structured differently to the ones that I've seen. Hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, fascinating uh, topic and uh, one that, uh, if you're considering it, needs uh, a closer look and uh, get your calculator out and uh, see what you think at home. But something a little bit more positive is Randwick on Saturday, and well, you've been on fire, and something a you're... little bit more. <laughs> oh, you always give me stick about uh, the races that I choose for you, and here you go. You've picked your own races this, this week, so you chose one and six, and they look like absolute head. I've chosen uh, one, and I said I'll talk about six. <laughs> I can't a, a real angle there, but, yeah, race one's a bit of a, a shot at the title, to be honest, but we'll, we'll have a shot at the title. All right, that is the uh, the Peter Cafetaris handicap over 1,300 metres, odds courtesy of topsport.com.au on the screen now. Kobe Rocks, 550. Major Artie, 650. Patino Ruby, 850. Into 750. Imposing Bow, 750. Queen Bellissima, $8. Sahara, $8. Resilient Star and Zorro Cat, 950. And that's horses in the market. So you know why I think it's a raffle. I've got no idea what I'm talking about or doing. But uh, tell us the winner, Walt. Finally, some truth come out of your mouth there right at the end of that statement too. Um, I think there's high pressure here. You've got Queen Bellissimo coming across from out wide, imposing bow. Sorrow Cat's sort of a, a horse that's been stabbed urgently every start. Patino Ruby, same thing. Majorati first up, trialling really well inside draw. It's got, it got back a few times early in its prep last time, but I think it needed the racing shorter spell, and he'll be pushing forward. I can't see anything but 
serious pressure here where I think that the, the weather's coming good, but you'd still expect sort of a seven or an eight. So should be testing, should be down the middle, even though we've got a six metre rail. And I'm, I think that the stalker is a horse called Resilient Stars had four runs back, backing trip a little bit here, softer gate, kilo and a half off for um, John Claude Van Dam. Uh, and I think it's the, 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 the best um, of the closes. And I think it's about $10, which is, handy and i have found a, a smoky out wide there a horse called key it's had two starts back for matthew dull absolutely no luck first up ran really well in the worst part of the track then wide throughout last time on a, on a fast speed and sort of ended up i think 10 10 wide or something in the straight there with no cover and a complete forgive went 11 to 14 that day now goes back to 13 here inside draw should get back off you know what's a fast tempo and it's twenty-five to one. I think it can improve out of sight. Mm, so yeah, the two, I um, I like there. I think uh, interesting the old jockey change and that. Who's this? Who's, who's on this bloke? Peter Van der Hoogenband, number one. Where's he come mm. from? Havilon Van der Hooven. Beyond Spounding. James McDonald back to Van der Hoogenband. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he goes. How uh, can you it, that and his favourite. That's incredible, isn't it? I uh, and uh, John John Van Overman. Uh, was found. I think Costa found him on a on seen too many at fifty to one a couple of uh, meetings ago. Michael Costa just bobs up back in his hometown with a big price winner. Did you find that? Well, seen too I many. Found it about the mark when it chimed in like that. <laughs> yeah, that's the first time I found it. Did we back Zing? Was that the same race as yeah. Zing from memory? That's how I can yeah. remember it. <laughs> Zing went like a bastard, but it went like a bloody Learjet. Mm. Zing's in again on Saturday just to. Bit more max pain there if anyone wants to reload. Mm, so we've got uh, Resilient Start, 950 and then Key at $26. If either of those horses get the chocolates, uh, we might say that uh, Walt's finally hit the lead in the uh, the Bet Dr. Brownlow. But the Bet Dr. Brownlow is very legitimate. It's not like the Dally M. It's not uh, the award that they can't even bet on in uh, rugby league circles. That is an absolute shambles of a uh, an award. Mate, there's some chance there won't be rugby league by the end of the season, the way they're going. So uh, <laughs> there's a reason not to be betting on it. Mm, they're starting to uh, eat their own up there. And surprise, surprise with the man at the helm there. Let's have a look at uh, race six, the Civic Stakes. Wonderbar, 480 uh, into 440. The favourite there, Bandersnatch, $6. Ranny Air, yeah, wow. Handbrake off last start and home it went. Uh, Three-odd, $7. Fender, $7. Tricky Gal, seven fifty, And True Detective, a horse that we've backed recently, uh, $9. But, uh, yeah, fascinating race this one, Walt. Can we have another go at number eight there? Three odd. Three oud. Three oud, mate. Three oud. Red oud. Three oud. Three oud, red oud. Yeah, three oud's the one I want to find. Um, <laughs> but there are reservations. Uh, this horse, well, it ran in a mare's race there first up up in Brisbane at 100s and got beat at three quarters of a length. that couldn't get home. I was on it. But um, 1,200 there, 1,400 second up. Had a nice little tick over trial at Ramwick in between on the old poly track and I love horses that extend away and it was racing against probably inferior runners in this trial but it put like six on them or something in the last hundred there and just raced away the horse is obviously low flying absolutely loves soft ground 1400 not a problem it's one over a mile and uh the stable's going well looks like it presses forward into a nice spot with 53 just horses like Rainier and that with 59 here on a heavy track I think they're going to struggle I want to find something down the weights and it's the one that sort of Profiles to sit first four and 
should get a should get a crack at him. We should have one more run, preferably at fourteen hundred, and that's why I thought probably Band Bandersnatch is the danger. He's had that one more run, and I wonder if Abdullah had the choice between the two. He rode three Ood in the in the mayor's race first up up in Brisbane, and he's chosen or well, he's on Bandersnatch here, who who will roll roll forward with three Ood. So I think uh, they're the, probably the two I want to gravitate towards in this race. Mm. Thank God he uh, outpunched Michaela Weir yesterday in uh, Canterbury. In that uh, photo finish, you, you'll probably you'll be probably playing protest. Golf. The protest race was yeah. It, well, I don't know if it was a there protest yesterday? there, but I think oh, he outpunched Michaela Weir. I think it was with G or Miss G or something. About Did 10 you see my effort in the protest at Hawkesbury? Have you watched that race where it's 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 won a length and lost it on protest? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that can happen. But uh, tends to evens. Tends to evens. Gets beat. Wins a length and gets beat on protest. Like there was significant interference, but crikey, it was a shambles the whole race. Like they were all going everywhere. But anyway. What was the name of the uh, the horse that you tipped in the Scone Cup? Because that uh, that was the that was another uh, poly track barrier troll that you found. I fit the one that uh, was a car crash that was off the map. The roughy another twenty five to one shot gone begging. I'm really just love that positivity you keep putting into every show just to really make. I've just been to the psychologist this morning at seven, mate. I might make another before this afternoon. Hmm. So there's the pattern there. So uh, horses that uh, go well on the poly make up big ground and put margins on them. That's uh, the little pearl from Walter there. So three Ood will be getting my money because if you were saw, saw what happened in uh, the Scone Cup, that horse went like a legit. I still can't recall its name. It's the ex-Queensland horse. And last week. And last yeah. week. The Lord Mayor, uh, isn't it? The Lord. No. Over something? Or was it? Under? Over? No. Nah. Overcharge? No. It's something. Nah. Just like had that. too many bets since then. Too many wallet numbers. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, that's why the whole day is impossible for me. Is just there's, there's about six races with eight wallet runners in them, and you try and narrow it down. And then you go, why am I even bothering? Um, you know, one little change of tactics in this type. So it's just you beat your head against the wall trying to play in those races for mine. And now our, uh, our man in the know with snow, he uh, he popped up uh, last Saturday with the Kirama first starter up in the bush, and it absolutely uh, jogged in, and he reckons he's got a uh, Chris Lee's special for us this weekend. So all eyes on that. And let's have a quick look at the top sport big bets. There's one at Randwick, so we'll uh, we'll torture Walt again with that. That's in race nine. But uh, the first one that uh, they've laid at uh, top sport there is the Gouch. Nine, Caulfield race nine, number 14, the Gouch, 2000 at 360. I did see uh, a little bit of action on Twitter. Mm. Some punters trying to take the 440 and uh, the odd, it, yeah, the odds change into uh, 330. Know, yeah, is, yeah. How are you guys going with the, the new minimum bet laws in Victoria? Have you had any funny business or any dramas? No funny business. The tab obviously got some teething issues when they first got up, and I think that's been them both times um, mm. previously. I it's been beneficial for us. I mean, Stonefield, we could, I could saw people in the day before at the top odds and mm. might have to wait till 9 o'clock, and then it might be into that short odds, and you say, oh, is it a bet? Isn't a bet? So it's been good that it's there. So if you want to tip one and you like it, you can send them in because yeah, everyone can get on. No issues with no, the uh, good. NBLs. It's mm. been good. What about the gouch? Like to hold that ticket? I think they all had a horn for it in the early market. Yes, I don't know what it's into now, but um, that was the one the early market. They just wanted to jump straight yeah, on. The, the more I looked at the race, it, it looks his race to lose. He'll just camp in behind the speed and uh, should get every chance, uh, old gouch. Mm. It's, a, it's a competitive little field here. And uh, the next one that we've got in Sydney is race nine, number 13, The Destination, 800 at 750. Have you got any opinion on uh, this? Warren Woodcock. Oh, <laughs> Warren Woodcock, Ancat. What is it? Race nine, number oh, 13. Oh, the bookies. bookies done. First up, 217 <laughs> days, Toby Jennings, James Cummings. Holy crap. Good luck. Good luck, okay. runners. Going up in trip first up, yeah, nah. Good luck. 
Mm, okay. I actually did have one there. I thought Irish songs. If he doesn't run in Melbourne, uh, could maybe do something there for your 20s if you're that way inclined. Not a very strong race. Uh, he's got a chance if he goes to Melbourne in the last, but uh, a bit of a barrow trial last start, and the run prior at Flemington was pretty good. So maybe something there yeah, for your punters. Not knocking it at 20. Holt, the old mighty Holt that likes to run up to him is his favourite. It's usually a good race to bet him, but very difficult. I think there's eight, eight or nine first uppers, so I think there'll be a heap of scratchings there. That horse's order again, you were trying to remember. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I try and uh, erase those bad memories out of my brain as soon as possible. Well, I but bring I like them to... up once every fortnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I like that. to. I like to torture you though. You seem too happy today. <laughs> you must have had a fill up yesterday. Called Valium. <laughs> oh, I've just got some from my, for my uh, my partner's pregnant, so I uh, I need the Valium for her. That's the one big thing. Once your missus is pregnant, mm. they start snoring. No, oh, one, t- no one talks about it. <laughs> Tell you what, Duna set you a big high bar there, mate. We want a full like three hour video of the whole birth <laughs> and, and coming into the hospital. We want photos, all, all yeah, all that. Oh, it's going to be uh, yeah, an interesting uh, couple of months for me, but uh, I'll try and hang in there and keep backing winners. And uh, hopefully, you might have to get uh, Nico in the hot seat. He might have to host the show uh, if I get locked down in the hospital with COVID. It's absolutely crazy down here in Melbourne. Can't have visitors in hospital, which uh, could see me doing some of the show uh, via hospital. I've got no idea what's going to happen, but uh, hopefully, we've found a couple of winners. Big thanks to you, Walt. Two from two last week. You're absolutely on fire. If uh, you can nail a winner this week, uh, I'll put you ahead of Bagman. He'll probably go two from two in Adelaide. He sounds bullish as he's on one of the Clarkins, but um, I'm sure you're not far away. But uh, thanks. Enjoy the golf later today. Cheers. See you, Walt. See you, guys. Thanks, Walt. He's on fire. Johnny Walter, our man up in the Gold Coast. He uh, He's going through a bit of a rough patch, but he's going to bounce back. He is a quality human indeed, and he just uh, plays a very straight bat, and that's why we like him. Big thanks to you, DK. Just continue <laughs> doing on. what you're doing. You're the man with the golden gun, James Bond. 007. Might swerve Maui today, but we've got, uh, what have we got coming up? I think you can Wodonga, do whatever you like. Wodonga said day, and I just see Ballarat's been transferred, which is good. Probably was going to be Bogger there on Sunday to Werribee, so it's more of a leader's track. Werribee and stuff might suit me a bit better, so mm. we'll just keep chipping away, Scooty, and trying to hit the target. Hopefully uh, the circuit breaker lockdown's only one more Saturday away for you, Nico. Hopefully we can get you back on course next Wednesday or Saturday. The madness must end. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, hopefully I can uh, just take a bit of inspiration from DK and get him through straight through the middle. So I might have to get on the training track this week and uh, <laughs> stop kicking him out in the full. So hopefully we can bounce back for uh, the mounting yard subs there. Um, but, yeah, looks at, look at, looks a tricky card at Caulfield, to be honest. But maybe sound out next Wednesday might be uh, our go. Well, we, had a weird Happy, lunch, we had lunch with someone who was getting your stuff the other day, mate, and they were very pleased. So yeah, it's just your mounting yard yeah, stuff. And so. loves the comments as well. Yeah, so. Outstanding stuff. Uh, our other show, Briz Vegas, will also record uh, today. It'll be Tats Tiara at day, so make sure you check out the Briz Vegas show if you want to bet on the Queensland Winter Carnival. Actually, i got a tip. Tats Tiara, yeah. odium. odium. Very hard to beat. Should be favourite. Was that that a huge price? Wasn't it wide all the way or something? Yeah, was it? it'll, huge be, it'll be suited. J-Max Dicks, uh, out of the horse, all the horses out of that lead-up. She's the horse to follow. Just been completely set for the race. Mm. Uh, gee, I would have loved to see no Tafane lob, but... Um, she'll be right back in the field. I think it's definitely Odium's race to lose. Little Birdie TV or uh, on Twitter, you can find us at BetDoctorTV. And then uh, we're in the Apple Spotify store and on SoundCloud as well. So uh, just type into BetDoctor into the search and uh, you'll find the shows. But uh, that's a wrap from us. And uh, good luck on this weekend on the punt. Okay.